Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Witches Wednesday. Today I'm going to be talking about cleansing energy. This is something that if you've been in the spiritual community or if you've been in the witchy world for a little while, I'm sure you've heard of this. Uh, I get a lot of questions um, from especially beginners, people that are new to these practices on you know, they have lots of questions. Are they doing it right? How can they cleanse their space? Do they need, to, how many times a day do they need to cleanse? And just all kinds of different questions that come from that. So I'm going to kind of dive deeper into a lot of those questions that I get. So first, like I've mentioned in previous episodes, everything in the entire universe, me, you, your dog, that creepy house down the road, <laughs> everything is made up of energy. All energy has its own vibrational frequency. Some energy vibrates higher and some energy, some things will vibrate at a lower frequency. And typically, most people tend to want to be around higher vibrational things. Um, you probably have heard people say that they want to raise or increase their vibration. Um, you've probably heard of the term, you know, good vibes, high vibes. Um, this is because when you are vibrating at a higher frequency, your energy as it is at a higher frequency, you tend to attract more positive emotions positive feelings, and things that tend to make you feel good. And that's because one of the highest vibrational frequency emotions that you can feel is love. So anything that is love and similar to it is going to be a higher vibration. Um, in contrast to this, an emotion that vibrates at a much lower frequency is fear. So anything that is more similar to a fear-based emotion is going to vibrate at a lower frequency. Well, because everything in the entire universe has a vibrational frequency and is made up of energy, when you just go through your normal day-to-day -day life, you know, you are absorbing or picking up different energies and you are also emitting your own energy. So if you're at work, when you come home from work, you may still have different energy on you from the people that you work with, um, maybe the environment itself, the food that you consumed, or, you know, just anything that you were exposed to. The same would happen if you were, you know, around other people, you are also emitting an energy that they can feel as well. Most people don't even realize that they are emitting any energy. But one way you can tell when is ask yourself, how do you feel around certain people? How do you feel in certain environments? And this is um, definitely something that becomes a little bit more natural to you the more that you do it because we're so used to just kind of going through life, you know, speeding through 
day after day. We're constantly keeping our minds occupied. We are constantly, you know, staying busy and we have our mind focused on many, many, many different things that a lot of times we are not present. But the more mindful you become and the more present you become, the more you will start to notice other energies and other vibrational frequencies. You will notice the frequencies of your own emotions, of how you feel, of places that you go and people that you're around. You may even notice some now, even if you aren't being extremely mindful. You may just not have known that's what you were experiencing. But have you ever met someone and thought, there's just something off about them? You know, like maybe you can't put your finger on it or maybe you just get a bad vibe about them. Or maybe, you know, it's the opposite and you get you know, a great vibe around them. Maybe you just feel like you really, really connect with them or, you know, for some reason, you know, you just enjoy being around them. They make you really happy. Well, this is because of your vibrational frequency and their vibrational frequency. And the reason why it's both is because like attracts like. And If you're vibrating at a higher frequency and you're around someone who is a lot lower than you are, and I'm talking like significantly lower than you are, you're going to pick up on that. And more than likely, they're going to pick up on that too. And you guys are going to not resonate with each other for whatever reason. Now, your mind can associate with whatever thoughts it wants to with it. It can come up with reasons. It can come up with excuses. You know, it can say that, It was something they said or something they did, the way that they acted. But, you know, the truth is it's it's truly you just are not a vibrational match at this time. Now, say you are around someone and you're really clicking. You know, you maybe have a lot in common or maybe you don't. But for whatever reason, you just really vibe with them. That's because you guys are closer to a vibrational match. I did an episode on relationships in season one, and I talk a lot more about this because it's very important when it comes to dating and establishing relationships. Um, So if that's something that you're interested in, I'd advise you to go check that out. But everything that we are around is going to be vibrating at some frequency. Mediums and psychics, when they are getting intuitive downloads or they're connecting with spirits, they are actually increasing their vibration. So what a medium does to be able to connect with these higher frequency beings or maybe someone that considers themselves to be a channel, what they're doing, whether they're doing it consciously or unconsciously, most professional mediums know what they're doing, but you know, there's people out there that connect with spirits. You know, you may connect with the spirit and not really consider yourself a medium. Um, but that's technically what you are. And the reason why it's called medium or mediumship is because you are raising your vibration. And the being or the entity, the spirit, is lowering their vibration. And you're meeting in the middle, which is why it's called mediumship. If you're around someone and maybe your vibration is a little bit higher than theirs and theirs is a little bit lower than yours, you may not feel quite as 
opposed to them as you would if someone was much, much lower. And oftentimes what will happen is if they're close enough, but they're a little bit off, one person will either lower theirs or the other, or one person will raise theirs. So keep that in mind when you're around people and you're really trying to keep your vibe high. Maybe you're still trying to help people that you used to hang out with. You, you know, maybe have some people that you're still close with, even though you're changing and maybe you're growing and you're expanding, but they're not. If you can still tolerate to be around them to an extent, you can make them raise their vibration. They will change. You won't even have to do anything except for be present and continue to be yourself and continue to vibrate higher. You have to watch out because you don't want to make the opposite happen and let them, you know, make you lower yours. So keep that in mind if, you know, you're still hanging out with maybe old friends, old family members and things like that, but you're on different paths, you can always be the influencer of the energy around you. Do not let someone else influence your vibrational frequency. So in the 1600s, there was a Dutch scientist and he discovered that objects with different energy frequencies locked into a phase when they were placed in physical proximity to each other. He noticed that he hung, when he hung two pendulum clocks side by side on the wall, although the clocks started swaying at different rhythms, they soon moved into the same rhythm. This is the gradual shifting of vibration to lock into phase, and it's called entrainment. And it is a repeatable scientific phenomenon. So entrainment is happening all the time, all around you with everything that exists. This is how manifestation works. This is how witchcraft works, because when you are present and mindful and you're focused on what it is that you're trying to achieve or bring in or create, you are matching or resonating with that vibrational frequency. So that's why they tell you, like, if you want to attract love, then you need to embody love. If you want to attract abundance, then you need to feel abundant and prosperous and wealthy. And this can be applied to anything that you want to bring into your life. If you are focusing on the opposite of those things, so you don't feel abundant, maybe, you know, you lost your job or, you know, there's negative $3 in your bank account, I can see how, you know, it might be a little difficult to feel abundant, but you have to retrain your mind you have to get over those negative thinking patterns and learn to accept what it is and then overcome it by choosing how to feel you can choose to feel abundant even if it's a harder at times to really see it within your bank account 
anyways, I've got tons of episodes on changing, you know, your thinking habits and limiting beliefs and all that. So I'm not going to go into that anymore. So back into energy and cleansing. So since we are constantly coming in with other energetic frequencies, you know, sometimes we get a little buildup either of old energy, stagnant energy, stale energy. And then sometimes we're just exposed to energy that we don't want to be around anymore for whatever reason. It no longer serves us or it's just not resonating with where we want to be at in life. So it is very good spiritual hygiene to get in a practice of cleansing not only yourself, but your space and spaces that you come in contact with regularly. And I'm going to tell you a few different ways that you can cleanse that hopefully you can start incorporating into your practice if you haven't already. So before I start talking about different ways you can cleanse, let's talk about the frequency in which you should cleanse. My personal belief is you should know when you need to cleanse. You know, take a take a second to ask yourself, how do you feel? How does the energy feel in your body? How do, you know, your thoughts feel? Do they feel muddy and clouded? Or do they feel clear and, and light? Um, how does your space feel? Go into a room and, and sit there. You know, s- stand there and close your eyes and just try to feel around. You know, if it feels heavy, if it feels dense, then it's probably time to cleanse. If not, if it's not bothering you, if you can't pick up on anything that truly makes you feel like you need to, then I wouldn't worry about it. The only time I think that you should definitely cleanse is before you do big types of spell work and rituals. Because if you are really trying to create an energy You're trying to create this atmosphere so that you can attract or bring in or create a certain, you know, outcome. You want to make sure that there's nothing that will interfere with that energy that you're trying to create. And the best way to do that is to start with a clean slate. Start with fresh energy. And that's what cleansing is going to do. Cleansing is going to eliminate all energy. It's going to neutralize it. You may have a week where you personally feel like you need to cleanse every single day. And then you may have a week where you didn't have to cleanse at all. It, it can fluctuate. It can change. It's all going to depend on you and how you feel. So first, we'll talk about smoke cleansing. Smoke cleansing is probably one of the most heard of and most popular methods And no, no, we do not call it smudging. Smudging is a term used by indigenous people. And unless you are part of those communities and part of those tribes, you should not call it smudging. You, that is a very sacred and spiritual practice, but you can call it smoke cleansing, which has similarities, but it is not a sacred practice. Now, Obviously, some of the most common herbs that people cleanse with when they smoke cleanse or that you may hear the community talk about 
when it comes to smoke cleansing is sage and palo santo. Both of these herbs, especially, well, only white sage, not just any sage, but white sage, um, these herbs are also used by indigenous cultures and they are sacred herbs and if you're going to use them because I'm not going to tell you not to um, just make sure that you are educated and you are using a reliable source because I'm not sure about all sacred herbs there's other sacred herbs than just those two but I know that white sage is becoming endangered because it's being over harvested and there is worry within these indigenous cultures that they may no longer be able to continue to have white sage and to grow white sage if this continues so if you want to use white sage I'm not going to tell you not to. I don't think there's anything wrong with using white sage. Just make sure that you're respectful of these cultures because this is a very sacred herb to them. But there are tons of other herbs that you can smoke cleanse with. And in my opinion, you can smoke cleanse with any herb, with any kind of smoke. Because while, while there are different correspondences within herbalism and all of that but your intention is what's really going to power what you're doing it's really that's what's really going to power your practice so if you're intending to cleanse you can cleanse with any herb some other herbs that i have found are common to cleanse with especially for me in my own personal practice um, that may be easier accessible or you won't have to worry about, you know, um, I guess the supplier and who you're getting it from and that sort of thing. Um, frankincense is a really good one. Lavender, mugwort. Um, these are all herbs that I have cleansed with myself. I actually do enjoy herbalism. So I like to look at the meanings behind different herbs and what their correspondences are and that kind of thing so if that's something that you're interested in you can do the same you can find a lot of information online and um, on pinterest you can just look up um, you know say you're trying to bring in um, abundance or maybe protection you can look up herbs for abundance herbs for uh, protection you can try um, herbs used in witchcraft for abundance and things like that. You can just word it a little bit differently until you find exactly what it is that, you know, you're looking for. And I will probably do an episode in the future that talks more about herbal magic and, and using different herbs and flowers and plants and stuff like that in your own practice, because that's something that I definitely do a lot. But more importantly, like I mentioned earlier, is your intent. So you can literally achieve any of that, bring in, cleanse, whatever you want to do with any herb. And then just use your intuition, you know, choose what feels right to you. And that's, you know, going to work the best. 
Um, a lot of people like to use dry herbs. Um, you can get them where they're already wrapped in a bundle and burn them. This is what you'll typically see when you go to purchase herbs specifically for cleansing. Just because it's a little bit easier to burn when they are bound up. But you don't have to cleanse with only herb bundles like that. You can cleanse with loose leaf herbs. Um, you just need some kind of container. So I do this sometimes, especially with my mugwort and my lavender, because I don't have those in bundles right now. So I have like a mini cast iron cauldron and I will, you know, mix my own blend of herbs in there and I will light the light those on fire um, until they start to smoke or if they do catch fire, then I just kind of, you know, blow that blow it out or smother it a little bit and use the smoke from that to cleanse you can also use candles and you can also use incense you really just have to you know choose what feels right to you if you believe that you have to have white sage or mugwort then that's probably what you should go with if you are totally cool with the idea that you can cleanse with a jasmine incense, then by all means, go with that as well. Okay, so another alternative that you can do that is not smoke, but herbal, um, there are sprays out there. They have different um, blends of sprays that have different herbal you know concoctions in them and you can spray to cleanse those these are usually called like cleansing sprays and things like that and you can usually find them also in most herb um, types okay so the next few things that you can consider using to cleanse with is going to be sunlight or moonlight a lot of people will put their crystals out in the sun or under the moon to cleanse them you can also use sunlight and moonlight to make moon water or sun water, which is more on the verge of charging, not cleansing. But again, it's all about your intention. So since everything emits a vibrational frequency, you would just try to tap into the energy of the sun or the moon and set the intention of that light cleansing you, your space, your objects, whatever it is that you're trying to cleanse. Then another common thing that people cleanse with is sound. This one is really popular. You can use singing bowls. They have many different types out there. Um, you can also use like uh, Kashi chimes and my personal favorite is um, a tuning fork because sound releases a vibrational frequency as well. And you can make certain frequencies with these tools or you can even find playlists like on Spotify and YouTube of frequencies that are meant for cleansing and clearing uh, energy. Sound is very, very powerful and pretty much accessible to everyone because most people have a phone nowadays, so you can easily just, you know, download 
Spotify or YouTube and look up cleansing sound frequencies or cleansing music and that's going to be a tool that you can use to cleanse yourself or cleanse your space or your home your area you can play it on the way to you know your commute to work or school and basically just cleanse the whole way there I did an episode um it's a few episodes back with Katish Haberfield and she's a sound healer so if you feel like you resonate with Inner that um, sound energy and that healing energy of sound that would be a really good episode for you to check out. Now speaking um how everything has is made up of energy and has its own vibrational frequency, you can always cleanse with your own energy. I would say that this is probably going to be a little bit more advanced. Um, a lot of beginners are not going to feel comfortable doing this yet um but I, I encourage you to you know try give it a shot get familiar with tapping into your own energy and see what feels right with you know with you and what resonates with you if you are what needs to be cleansed then it's probably not a good idea to cleanse with your own energy but if you raise your vibration um, or are already vibrating at a higher state, then you can cleanse with your own energy. A lot of witches actually have a bell um, either close to where they practice or on their altar. And this is, um, some witches use it to cleanse the energy. But um, another thing that witches use it for is to more wake up the energy that is already there and what I mean by that is you know like I mentioned earlier energy accumulates and it settles just like dust so sometimes before a witch will cleanse her space or before she you know starts to practice her spell work or her witchcraft or his or her you know either one before a witch practices its witchcraft they will ring a bell to kind of reopen up that energy to uh, kind of give it a little a little shake so it's not quite as as dusty anymore. But ringing a bell or wind chimes is actually a very common uh, feng shui tool, and it is said that it literally vibrates the negative energies into alignment creating a positive flow of energy. So this is the easiest way to definitely clear any kind of stagnant, stale, or negative energy that has accumulated in your home. Salt is a really good purifier and cleanser. You can use this in many different ways. If you're trying to cleanse yourself, you can do some kind of salt water bath um, if you're doing some kind of cleansing spell, obviously you can use salt within that spell. Um, you can, you know, make like a salt scrub. It's really kind of just, you know, up to you on whatever feels right to you. You can, you know, lay out salt, maybe put salt on your window sills. I've heard of people putting salt um, at their doorways. I actually have a salt rock lamp that I keep in my bedroom. And it, I can, 
I can feel a huge difference since I've had it in there. And the last tool that I want to talk about that you can use to cleanse is crystals. Crystals are very, very, you know, popular in witchcraft, the witchy community, spiritual community, and for really good reason because each crystal has its own vibrational frequency. And when we carry that around with us or we put that in our home, we can attract and absorb that energy. And if you set an intention with it, it will make it even more powerful. So there are many crystals out there that you could use just, you know, for really anything that you're wanting to bring in or anything that you want to kind of match vibrationally with. But there are also specific crystals that are really good for cleansing. Now, I'm not going to go too deep into crystals because that's going to have to be like a whole other episode. But just a few that are really good to probably keep around for cleansing purposes. Strictly for cleansing purposes, like if that's what your main goal is for choosing a crystal, hands down, selenite. It is the ultimate purifier and it never has to be cleansed or charged. It constantly is absorbing negative energy and transmuting it into neutral or positive energy. This is why um, you'll see a lot of charging plates and things like that of selenite because people will actually use these plates to charge their other crystals or their other altar items. Another one that is very similar is kyanite. Kyanite also never has to be cleansed um, and it can also transmute and clear any energy that is around it. It's particularly good around um, maybe unsettling relationships and disagreements, arguments, things of that nature. Um, another good one just to mention would be black obsidian. Black obsidian absorbs negative energy. So that one would be really good if you, you know, really need that negative energy absorbed maybe more frequently, you're exposed to it a lot, or whatever that reason may be, just keep in mind that you will need to cleanse black obsidian often because it's constantly absorbing any negative energy that it's around. So if you use that as, you know, your cleanser, you will also need to cleanse it. It probably would be a good idea to have black obsidian next to a crystal like selenite because, you know, then you'd basically just have a constant absorber of negative energy that was always cleansed because you'd be cleansing it with the selenite. Um, another one that would be really good is amethyst. Ameth amethyst does cleanse negative energy, especially like negative thoughts and negative emotions. And then amethyst also has a lot of other great qualities. Um, it's really good to calm the mind and calm anxiety. It's really good for insomnia. So it's a really good one to have next to your, to your bed. Um, and the last one that I want to talk about is citrine. Citrine is a very, very high vibe, positive energy producing crystal. It produces a lot of just really 
high vibrational frequencies, a lot of positivity and happiness and abundance and love. So that one is just going to constantly radiate that energy until it needs to be cleansed. And it would be a good one to have around as well. But in my opinion, you really couldn't go wrong with any crystal. Any crystal is going to more than likely overpower the types of energy that you're trying to, you know, to get rid of or you're trying to cleanse. So as long as your crystal is cleansed and as long as you are setting your powerful intentions, you can use any crystal that you have to help you cleanse your tools, your space, yourself, or whatever it is that you're trying to cleanse. All right. Well, that's all I can really think of as far as most popular methods of cleansing. I'm sure I'll probably think of one later because that seems to always happen to me. I swear, every time I record an episode, it'll be like a few hours later or the next day, and I'm like, oh, wait, you forgot to talk about this. I'm pretty sure I did it with the last episode I recorded. (laughs) But um, those are the most popular ways. Um, if you have any questions about those, you know, feel free to reach out to me on social media or send me an email. I'm going to post a question to this episode on Spotify. Um, I'm going to, at least I know that it comes through on Spotify. It might come through on some of the other platforms as well. Um, but I'm going to ask everyone what their favorite method of cleansing is or what method of cleansing they resonate with the most and want to try next or if I didn't mention a cleansing method that you use or that you're interested in you can answer it that way but before I go I want to shout out a couple places that you can get really good quality crystals Um, If you just want to kind of browse um, a variety of crystals, maybe pick one here and there, I really recommend an Etsy shop that I purchased from. The Etsy shop is Delphine Caliger Art. Um, Delphine is D-E-L-P-H-I-N-E and Caliger is C-A-L-L-E-G-H-E-R and then Art. I purchased several crystals from her. Um, over the holidays and they were amazing I mean I opened the box and there I could just feel the positive energy of happiness and love radiating radiating out of it not to mention the crystals were amazing quality really good size and she gave me a bunch of free ones as well I got a lot of selenite from her because I wanted I want to start um, collecting selenite sticks and I'm going to start placing them throughout my house. I've got a bunch that I keep in my windowsills. I've got one that I keep at work, one that I've got in my car. So um, check out her shop if you don't already have a crystal supplier. Another shout out is Mindy Ruddick. Did an episode with her a couple episodes back. So you can get all of her information from that episode. But she actually has a monthly subscription box and each month there is a crystal theme and she bases all of the goodies inside of the box off of that crystal. So I know like in February she's doing green fluorite I believe and I think in January she 
did hematite if I'm not mistaken but you get more than just a crystal from that box you get a crystal and then you get usually like an altar item a self-care item and she also includes um like a ritual type of um spell or thing like that that you can uh practice or you know incorporate with your crystal if you desire and she actually goes more into the subscription box in that episode um but her website if you want to check that out is the wellness path wwc.com and i'm always looking for you know new places to purchase my crystals so if you're a crystal seller you know send me an email and maybe i can start buying a few things from you bye guys Did you enjoy that episode? Great. Make sure you share it with someone you love. It would really mean a lot to me if you would take the time to rate and review the podcast. This really helps the podcast grow and reach more people. I would love to connect with you. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and on TikTok. And if you want to find out more about me and what I do, check out my website, www.chasingspirituality.com. I hope your day is full of magic. Until next time.